Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Shania. And I'm Kayla, and we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's podcast is all about acne, which is one of my favorite skin conditions, not only to treat, but to talk about as well. I thought you were going to say my favorite condition to have. Uh, not quite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have had acne before. I mean, yeah. you know, over my lifetime, but no, it's not my favorite thing to have. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Before we get started on acne, let's do an update on our underarm sweating with Dr. Chinsi. So how are you feeling? Are you still sweaty? Yeah. Okay, so my journey with the, the Morphe State, day one after treatment, I had no sweat at all. That's crazy. I didn't wear deodorant. I drank a coffee. I had nothing. You didn't wow. shower out of your right underarm is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. My shirts were dry. My underarms were dry. Amazing. Over the, the next week. So it's been like nine days now. It started to sweat a little bit, but I reckon about 80% reduction overall. That's still so, incredible though. That's so good. It's made a huge difference. And you still need, well, you still need to have two to three treatments. So I feel like an 80% reduction after your first treatment is still incredible. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think after the next treatment, so good hell yeah how about you Kayla how are you feeling let me just touch myself so (laughs) my right underarm which is where I had my anti-wrinkle completely gone no sweating wow absolutely none the left is a little bit more damp you could say but I definitely have had a reduction in sweat as I'm walking down to work I'm not getting sweaty under my my left underarm or my right underarm so there's definitely been a reduction but I'm keen to do another treatment Mm. I don't think I'll need as many as Ian I think I might be okay after two and it'll be completely gone. Yeah, I think I'm going to probably, even if after two it's, it's mostly gone, I'll probably do a third just to make sure. Yeah, maintain it. And on that note, I do want to get the rest of my body done. With Morpheus? Yeah. I really want to try it, so someone's going to have to do it on me. Shania, you don't even sweat. I, I do. Like, little, just like a little bit. Maybe less, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I told Shania I was wearing her shoes before and I because I forgot to wear my shoes to work and I sweated <laughs> in her shoes, so... Now I'm like, yeah, I need my feet done and my hands done. Okay, guys, a little bit of a turn in conversation here, but I just wanted to talk about this because I was a little bit shocked when I saw it. So I came across this TikTok video and I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, Kayla. Don't know if you saw it, but it was pretty much this girl who had like breakouts on her face and she got this semen sample that her boyfriend gave her and she was keeping it in the freezer for these situations where she gets a breakout and she puts the semen on her breakout and apparently it magically goes away. We love these TikTok trends. <laughs> Imagine random. just being like to your boyfriend, hey, I'm just going to need you to give me a little bit of your, you know, yeah. semen so I can just stab it on my pimples. Like, yeah, with the Mario I'm breaking out drug. right now. Really just, need that. Just Thank let's go. You. All right, Ian, since you're a doctor, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's anything beneficial in putting semen on your face? People have been talking about the benefits of of semen on the face for a long time. Really? It's the first I've heard of it. Right. There was actually um, a TV series that's before your time called Nip Tuck back in the day. And one of the characters actually created a skincare range which had semen in it. And there there have been real companies that have claimed to have done things like this. But... Did, I, were I the results good? Like, did they have studies that show that this actually the, helps? The, there were no real clinical studies. I think a lot of it was anecdotal evidence and, you know, it might have been the semen. It might have been other active mm. ingredients. It might have been the base, the moisturizer or the serum that it was in. So 
I don't really believe that it's a, uh, a cure-all magic substance mm. for your skin. So maybe let's just um, not put it on our faces. Yeah, I agree. But another thing that you were saying, which is another bodily substance that you were telling about is your friend's breast milk. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was really funny. It just came up in conversation, but my friend just had twins and she has breast milk and she's breastfeeding. And apparently like it's amazing for skin and also really random as well, but apparently it's really good for like Crohn's disease. But the only thing is it has lactose and my friend that has Crohn's is lactose, but anyway, that's so a whole So does she drink thing. her own breast milk and then she's sick? We were thinking about giving it to her. <laughs> I mean, why not do some studies and, you know, she can be the but child like, pick. what if you, like, just bathe in it? You could, like, fill up a tub. I just I mean, don't not- think you're going to get that much breast milk to bathe in a tub of breast milk. No, like, fill it up with a bit of water first oh. because, oh, my God, imagine that. <laughs> she would not be sitting there just milking herself <laughs> on the bath. But, like, you know, Maybe fill it up with milk. <laughs> you should see the image that's in my head right now. <laughs> But, like, imagine that, like a milk bath. Have you seen the photos where they put, yeah. like, flowers? Yeah. And it looks really nice. But anyway, apparently it's good for skin too. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should move along from the um, bodily fluid talk and go on to actually talking about acne, what is acne, how it's formed, the different types, and our favorite treatments and products for acne. For sure. So should we start with what is acne? Absolutely. Acne is a skin condition that is characterized by excess oil, abnormal shedding of dead skin cells, inflammation, an increase in bacteria overgrowth, and it can be exacerbated by external factors such as your hormones, stress, products, diet, and lifestyle factors. Basically, there are two different types of acne. You've got your non-inflammatory acne, which doesn't really have any inflammation, and then you've got your inflammatory acne, which has inflammation. All acne generally starts off the same in that you've got a follicle which has a hair shaft in there as well as a sebaceous gland. When acne is present, then you're having an increase of oil within the pore as well as increase in dead skin buildup. Then that becomes blocked and that's when you're starting to get things like your whiteheads and your blackheads. A whitehead is just a blockage and it presents on the skin like little bumps over your forehead typically. A blackhead has a pore that started to open and it's then been oxidized. So then you're getting that blackhead appearance. Like little black dots over your forehead, nose, chin area. It's T-zone area. Yeah, typically yeah. seen where you have that more oily T-zone. Yeah. And then your inflammatory acne, like your nodules, cysts and papules, papules, papules. and pustules yeah. have that inflammation and that bacteria. So do you want to maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so with the papules, it's like a small red bump over the skin, sore to touch kind of when it starts to brew and then it can lead to your pustules which is when there's a little bit of pus in that bump and typically you'll see it when it has that little white when you just want to squeeze it (laughs) the the stage that you shouldn't squeeze it but you really want to basically it's too inflamed it's doing more harm than good at that stage (laughs) and then you can also get your cysts which is your more severe type of acne so very sore quite it's quite deep in the skin and quite inflamed yeah Yeah. and I find that it's typically uh seen more in adolescent acne yeah and usually around the jawline where you get that more hormonal acne as well sure yeah I think that you know your open and closed chromodones are typically present in more of your younger generation like your teenagers ones that have really oily skin yeah doing a lot of sport and things like Mm. that And then I find that your inflammatory acne is typically when you enter adulthood and you're having hormonal changes changes and things like that. Going through puberty. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they're the different types of acne. Acne obviously can be worsened with stress, medication, um, diet. Yeah, every basically yeah. like a lot of external factors. Mm. So when you're stressed or you're going through hormonal changes, you're getting an increase in a certain hormone, which triggers your oil production, that in combination with your dead skin buildup. And then, you know, inflammation and bacteria is what leads to your more inflammatory acne. Yeah, it's the same with even just like bacteria. So I feel like Something that I'm always telling my clients as well is makeup brushes, pillowcases. Your phone. Your phone yeah. has so much bacteria. Imagine mm. just popping a phone on your cheek to have a phone call. If you already have one of those mm-hmm. open comedones and bacteria gets in, that comedone is then going to go turn into possibly a papule and then a pustule. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, perfect. All right, so let's talk about our experiences with acne because I know that both of us have suffered with skin issues mm basically our whole lives which is why we kind of got into the industry right for sure yeah so I started getting breakouts I would say when I was 15 and I was super self-conscious I would say I was getting those like yeah blackheads whiteheads but I did still obviously have a little bit of inflammation as well and my first you know instinct was to go to my GP go on medication and it only works for in my opinion a short term you know, there are instances where you need to go on medication, but I was never taught about skincare. I was never taught about treatments. And I think that would have really changed my skin at the time instead of jumping straight onto medication, which we know has a long-term effect. But what about your experience during high school? Yeah, similar experience. I was around 14, 15 as well. And I had a lot of, I think it was more like whiteheads and blackheads. But then I think as I grew a little bit older through high school, end of high school, that's when it started to turn into the more hormonal acne around my jawline. Yeah. And that was really hard, I feel, to control. And I also didn't really know what avenue to go to. I feel like for me, I was YouTubing things. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't just go to your dad. Like I thought you would have no. jumped straight on the antibiotic or, you know, routine no. train. Wow. I did not even think about it. I think my mum took me for like a facial and I got onto one of those packs of Ultraderm products. And I feel like I did see a difference then, but then I just dropped off of it and just used whatever the most popular product was. At the time. On YouTube at the time, yeah. (laughs) Which didn't really do the best things for my skin. See, I feel like I was opposite. I was like, I'm going to go to the GP and you're going to prescribe me the thing that's going to clear it (laughs) straight away. (laughs) And then every time I went on these medications, as soon as I came off, I would start to break out again. And Mm. same when I was on the pill and then went off the pill. My skin wreaked havoc and then I went to a dermatologist and he put me on Rakuten, which is fine. But I mean, my skin wasn't bad enough to go on Rakuten and I definitely could have done things differently. Like I could have started with treatments and products first, which I know now would have helped my skin. I think it's all about just educating yourself about what is acne and what is my skin type and then finding what works for you. Because I think at the time, you know, when we're young, we have so many of these different influences around us. We have that, you know, medication route or we have YouTube, for example. And obviously these are other people's opinions. But if we're actually, you know, if we went to maybe a practitioner like a facialist or something who actually understands, you know, acne or skin conditions and they can actually tell us what would actually suit our skin we would have had like such a different experience. 100%. Yeah. And even coming into like my adulthood, like I know my skin is not bad at all, but I think, you know, for us being in the industry, we're always very conscious of our mm. skin. Even when I suffer with breakouts, I almost go into this overdrive where I freak out and I'm like, I need medication, where I'm like, <laughs> you don't need medication. You've got products at the tip of your finger, which yeah. I know will help to cure your, you know, your acne. Yeah. 
I feel like when I get a breakout, I just go into overdrive with my products, which is so bad. Yeah. But I'm just like, I want to fix it. You're like, let's pile everything <laughs> on our skin, which is so opposite to the um, episode that we did two episodes ago about skin cycling. Like mm. that's a great way to start. Yes. You know, that's, I feel like you and I both need to remember that sometimes. We need to remember. <laughs> Don't chuck everything on your skin. Just yeah. go slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Slow and steady wins the race, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about our favorite products and treatments for acne. Yeah, so I'll start off with mine. I think one thing I know that you're going to mention as well, for sure, niacinamide, something that's going to control your oil production, manage your barrier protection and function. It also helps with oil flow, reducing inflammation as well. So niacinamide is a great ingredient for acne. So good for anyone, I feel like. My favourite products have been the Medicaid Hydrate B Serum, both the normal one and there's also the Intense one, which is awesome. There's also the Is Clinical Hydrocool Serum, which is amazing. It does have B5. It's quite calming for the skin, which I love. But what are your favorites? If we're talking vitamin B, like niacinamide-wise, I'm going to say Medicaid Clarity Peptides. Oh, I love that one yeah, too. So yeah, so obviously we know what niacinamide does for the skin, but the Clarity Peptides makes me look so luminous. Oh. It evens out my skin tone. I find that it helps then. I don't get pigmentation, but I get post-inflammatory erythema after I break out. And I find that niacinamide, especially the clarity peptides, really helps with reducing that. That one has zinc too. It's also got zinc PCA, so which is really anti-inflammatory for the Mm. skin. Amazing for acne. Yeah. I also love the BHAs as well. So salicylic acid, uh, which is works as a small molecule so it can go deep in the skin where we have that bacteria where the acne is and it can uh, dry out the pore as well and it also helps to reduce inflammation it actually also helps to calm the skin down as well yeah my favorite products are the is clinical active peel system um I which is uh, of course <laughs> you know what you're probably going to say that in every episode when we talk <laughs> about a product oh so good but it's a two-step system and you get that nice peel first which you leave on for around three to five minutes and then you have the step two, which comes down the skin. It's a nice serum and you can literally just leave it on. So it's a really nice at-home treatment. There's also the Medicaid blemish control pads, which are a similar system, but it's just the peel pad. They're really nice as well. I do enjoy them as well. Yeah, I don't typically use BHAs, not for any other reason, but if I was going to choose a BHA, it would probably be the Paula's Choice BHA. It's kind of like a toner, wipe it on your skin, great for acne also really good for kp if you have it on your arms Mm -hmm. but again there's so many good salicylate products out there i just don't typically use any Mm -hmm. actually on that note skinceuticals they do have a bha like um and anti-aging serum i can't remember the name of it but really good for those suffering with hormonal acne so you've got obviously a salicylic acid in there but you've also got some anti-aging ingredients to help with fine lines wrinkles increasing that cell turnover for anti-aging yeah one ingredient that I personally love for acne is retinol. It basically treats the four characteristics of acne. My favorite retinol is your crystal retinol by Medicaid. So really good for helping increase that cell turnover, 
normalizing skin cell function, but you've also got the benefit of helping with fine lines, wrinkles and things like that as well. I love that one too. Yeah, I feel like, I think I spoke about (laughs) that one in the first episode as well. Yeah, I think it's really nice as well that they have like that step system where they go from like one to, I think it's nine or something. No, I think it's 10, yeah, which is awesome because if you are new to retinol, Mm -hmm. start off on one, it introduces kind of similar to a skin cycling step in that it introduces your skin to that retinol and then you can sit up to retinol three, retinol six, retinol 10 without freaking your skin out basically. I feel like I can really see a difference in my skin when I use it too. Same. I just Mm. restarted using it after our skin cycling episode. I was influenced by ourselves to start skin cycling again. So yeah, I started using that and after almost a night, I don't know if it was a placebo effect, but I saw a difference within my skin. Yeah. I feel like I can see a difference after using it too. Yeah. Another ingredient that I don't think I even have a product for, but I have used peels in the past is mandelic acid. So mandelic acid is an AHA that works like a BHA. So it goes into the pore to help clear out the pore, reduce inflammation, but also works on the skin surface as well. I can't think of any products off the top of my head, but there are peels available, which are really good for acne. Yeah. I know that with the Dermapen treatment, there's also an add-on you can get of the peel and on top of the um, needling that you get and it has it has mandelic yeah it's mainly working with mandelic acid oh I've actually never had that so maybe the next time I do a dermapen treatment I'm gonna do a especially for your arms too that would be so good true that Mm. would be great so let's talk about treatments I feel like we're probably going to have the same treatment recommendations I love an enzyme slash like Mm -hmm. lymphatic mask I think it's just great to reset the skin it's great to remove, you know, toxins and flush out toxins from your skin and then your chemical peels. So don't overdo it, obviously, because yeah. if you start over exfoliating your skin, you're going to get an impaired barrier, which can be more susceptible to bacteria infection. But yeah, I love a salicylic peel, love a lactic, love a glycolic. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely has its place. Yeah, I think obviously making sure you're going to an experienced practitioner, making sure that they are treating appeal to you know your skin condition and what you're trying to achieve as well yeah awesome well thank you so much for listening to our episode on all about acne make sure to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating too if you enjoy it and make sure to follow us on our socials beauty uncut platform thank Thank you. you